From Ventures Africa, I am Sinka Jides Davis. This is Her Story, a weekly aggregation of women-centered stories in the news across Africa. Stay tuned as I take you through some of the amazing as well as mind-boggling stories for the week. I'm sure you would love to hear about how a female Tanzanian diplomat, Ambassador Liberata Mulamula, is placing women at the front of Africa's peace and security agenda. Liberata Mulamula is a visiting scholar and associate director at the Institute for African Studies, Elliott School of International Affairs at George Washington University. Currently, she leads the African Women Leaders Network Tanzania chapter and is serving as Permanent Secretary at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation. This woman's profile makes me so proud of the work African women are doing to change the narrative. As a member of the UNSG Sixth Peace Building Fund Advisory Group, and the African Women Leaders Network Steering Committee, the 64-year-old diplomat has expressed her focus to push for the women's peace and security agenda and the empowerment of local communities, women, youth, and civil society. Her goal is to ensure that the voices of women peace builders are amplified and that they are empowered in addressing the structural barriers to women's participation. From her perspective, there is a need for effective implementation of existing policies, laws, and international instruments to enable women to play significant roles in peace-building, decision-making, and social economic development in Africa. I am truly inspired and I'm excited to see how work impacts African women one at a time. Moving on, let's take a look at what the recently published Kenya Women's Empowerment Index reveals. The Kenya Women's Empowerment Index was developed to provide the first comprehensive and systematic measure for women and girls empowerment in Kenya. The recent index reveals that 40% of women living in Kenya's urban areas are empowered. Wow, now this is nearly double the rate of women in rural areas. In line with the study, only about 7% of women in Kenya's poorest households are likely to be empowered. This contradicts 53% of women in the richest households. Other social economic factors such as marital status also come into play with single and married women found to be much more empowered than divorcees and widows. Kenya has actually made commendable steps to increase women's equality through policies and legislative frameworks including the Sexual Offences Act 2006, the Prevention Against Domestic Violence Act 2015, Policy on Eradication of Female Gender Mutilation 2019, 
and the National Policy on Gender and Development 2019. However, we have assessments such as the Global Gender Gap Report 2020, which shows that the country is still lagging in progress towards achieving gender parity, scoring lower than some of its peers in the region. But I am certain that with this new tool and data, Kenyan legislators and other sector players will be better equipped to tailor solutions to meet national and regional gender-focused commitments, including the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal 5, which targets gender equality and the empowerment of all girls and women by 2030. Our next story sheds light on how Kadra Ali, the co-founder and former executive director of Kashanti Unity, is improving Somalia's human capital with digital literacy. After spending a long time in Canada, Kadra Ali has returned to Somalia with a mission to impact people with skills in digital literacy, particularly women. Ali is a co-founder and former executive director of Gashanti Unity, which empowers young Somali women and women of migrant background through leadership and art-based programs. You know, it's so empowering to see women supporting women. This is so commendable. Kadra was born in Hagesa, Somaliland, raised in Toronto, and now works with Schools Without Borders. She is involved in policy development, institutional change, organizational management, and developing a community movement strategies platform. She launched her first social innovation enterprise in Hagesa, called IHOB Hagesa, to solve social problems through entrepreneurship while promoting social justice. She is also the head manager of Hagesa Hub, the city's first entrepreneurial startup space where young people are taught digital skills. Now, this next story is a bittersweet one. 71 Nigerian girls who were trafficked to Lebanon have been rescued. The rescue followed a viral footage of the girls appealing to the federal government and well-meaning Nigerians to come to their aid. After several discussions with Hausam Diab, the ambassador of Lebanon to Nigeria, the Lebanese community in Nigeria, through the facilitation of the Nigerian mission in Beirut, chartered a flight, paid the flight tickets for the girls to return to Nigeria on approval of the Lebanese government. Now, imagine being in the shoes of these ladies. It's easy to play the judge and give a thousand reasons why they should look for better options of survival other than illegal migration. But really, does the system favor the growth and prosperity of youths? I'll leave you to think about that while I go on with the story. According to Beatrice Samuel, head of the National Emergency Management Agency, NEMA, Abuja Operation Office, the girls 
where the second batch of over 150 Nigerian girls trafficked to Lebanon in search of greener pastures. Just two weeks ago, 94 of them were received at the Mortala Mohammed International Airport, Lagos. As part of the process of internalization, the National Agency for Prohibition of Trafficking in Persons will profile the records of the rescued girls and quarantine them as a precaution against the coronavirus pandemic. I cannot imagine how devastated these young ladies must have been and the trauma of the whole experience. It is really sad to know that thousands of young women in search of greener pastures are trafficked to different parts of the world and put in severe living conditions. So this brings us to the question I asked earlier. Does the Nigerian system encourage all-round youth development? Well, I bet we have the same responses in our minds. I definitely want to know what you think, so contact us to share your thoughts. Have you heard about the new visa program offering $10,000 grants to 10 black women entrepreneurs? Well, if you haven't, here it is. In July 2020, Visa offered $100,000 in grants to black women-owned businesses in the United States as part of a series of recent initiatives to support small businesses. Grant recipients will receive mentoring by private coaches and educational resources. They will also have access to connect with a network of female business owners and an annual membership in iFund Women, a platform that provides funding and coaching to women-owned businesses. The program will award $10,000 each to 10 businesses via iFund Women, with the goal of helping to close the funding gap for black women entrepreneurs in the United States. Startups do not have to have employees on payroll to qualify for a grant. This would certainly go a long way to help these female-owned businesses thrive, especially in this pandemic. And that's all for this week's episode of Her Story. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another informative episode. Kindly share this podcast and subscribe to The Gist by VA on Encore. Follow us on our social media platforms at Ventures Africa on Twitter and Instagram and simply Ventures Africa on Facebook and LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you.